here's a good line that you can bank on. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. So that's very hopeful for us because we're all sinners. So, but the first part's important. Every saint has a past. Every saint has a past. And we're talking tonight about the past of one of the great saints, St. Paul, the great St. Paul. I don't know what your spiritual resume looks like, but none of you, me included, none of us will be able to say when we go before the Lord, yeah, I wrote a third of the New Testament because he wrote a third of the New Testament. A third of the New Testament comes from this man. None of us, except maybe Daniel, who has some Jewish roots, would be here without St. Paul because his message is that the covenant that God establishes isn't just for the Jews. It's also for the Gentiles. So all of us Gentiles. Oh, there's Jack. Yeah, Jack's got some. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Perfect. Right? He's huge. This saint is huge. But what a past he has. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord. That's where he comes from. His mission in life is to stamp the name of Jesus off the face of the earth. And he is sure about it. And he's fully committed. It's also why he made a great saint, because he was fully committed. But before he meets Jesus, he's fully committed in the wrong direction. So he's breathing murderous threats. He's held the coats of the people who stoned St. Uh, Stephen. And now he's on his way to Damascus to bring those Christians in. And then the Lord intervenes in a dramatic way, in a profound way. It's, and so we have this really long reading, but it's so great to get into this. What must this have been like for this man? This man who was so sure that he was doing the right thing, who's zealous actually, zealous for God. He's zealous for the law and he thinks he's doing the right thing and then Jesus comes and upsets everything in his life, completely blows it all apart. And boy, sometimes that's really necessary. When we know we got it right, when we know what we're supposed to do, we got our own plan, we've created our own kind of way of being in the world, then it's actually a kindness of the Lord that he comes and knocks it all down. Because if we're always in charge, if we're always certain, if we always know, if we're the ones who have the plan, then all we're doing is our will. But we're not made to just do our will. Our will, which is good, to the extent that it's taken up into God's will, that's the point. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so Paul had to learn it. And it was dramatic. His history is huge. So the Lord intervenes, wrecks everything, and then opens him up to grace, opens him up to a world that he wasn't living in, a world where he could rely on the love of Jesus. He hadn't met that before. 
But everything changed when it did, when he did. He had to surrender. So he had to surrender his plans. All the things that he had kind of built himself up for, he had to let all of that go. Sometimes we do too. Come and we're like, I'm going to do this at Carroll College and this is what I'm going to be about and this is how this is going to work and all this stuff. And, and maybe if it's in line with God's will, but if it's not, it's a kindness that it all falls apart. The major you thought you were going to have turns out to not be the major that you end up in. The thing you thought you were going to do, the person you thought you were going to be with, and all of those things can fall apart in order to teach us the main lesson that our happiness, our joy, our freedom, all that God wants for our flourishing is found intimately bound up in his will. Intimately bound up. His will is not imposed on us from the outside to wreck our lives or to constrain us. He wants your good way more than you do. And so if he sees you going down a path that's not going to lead you to that good, it's a kindness that he intervenes. It's a kindness that it all falls apart in order to lead us back to the much more important thing that he's the one in charge and that he's drawing us into his plan which is for our great good. Jesus, you know, he, he lets people know. By the way, can we get a shout out for Ananias? What a hero. What a hero. Could you imagine being him for a second? Imagine being him. So he's a committed Christian. He's a good prayer. The Lord appears to him in a vision. He's very informed. This Saul who's murdering Christians. Jesus is like, yeah, hey, I want you to go meet with him. I want you to go pray for him. I'm going to use you to accomplish something great in Saul. So go to the street called Straight. You're going to see him there. And I want you to intercede and pray. Ananias is like, um, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. And by the way, he has the authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. Are you sure you want to send me? And the Lord's like, mm-hmm, I want to send you. And Ananias, with great trust and great courage, goes. Look what the Lord says. He goes, go. For this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name to the Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel, and I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. St. Paul was chosen by God. God knew what he was doing. He knew that he could use that man with that past to bring about a greater good than could even, could ever be conceived. And he does it. Is it going to be easy for Paul? Uh-uh. I will show him what he has to suffer for my name. And suffer, St. Paul did, because it's not so easy to follow Jesus. But it was everything to him. Paul finally realized, this isn't my project, and I can rely on grace. A couple passages wrote, a third of the New Testament. He's got some good lines, okay? This is Galatians 2, 19 to 20. Paul knew it was going to cost. And he said, 
I've been crucified with Christ. And the life I live is no longer my own. It is Christ who's living in me. I still live my human life. But it is a life of faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a transformation (laughs) from the man who's breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord to the man who said, I've been crucified with Christ. I've, I've died. Yes, I've suffered. That's not an easy thing to go through a crucifixion, even if it's interior. And the life I live, it's not my own anymore. Christ is living in me. And then how beautiful is this? He says, I still live my human life. It's not like Paul became a robot. No, the same Paul who was so dead set on one cause and giving himself entirely to it before his conversion is now dead set on one person, Jesus Christ, and he gives himself entirely to that person. God, see how God uses the natural, right? And then when grace comes in and transforms it, it can be used for the supernatural. Paul had to be tough and he was convicted. He was a bulldog. It's just that once grace comes in, then God can use all that natural capability and point it in the right direction. So, I still live my human life. But this, but now this, it is a life of faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Saul encountered Jesus Christ a real person, not in an abstract way, not as an idea, but as a real person who loved him, who loved him in his worst and then made him something he could never make of himself. And then this passage, it's 1 Corinthians 15.10. Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace in me has not been ineffective. Friends, it all comes down to grace. That's what St. Paul preaches. The grace of Jesus Christ. The grace offered by Jesus Christ. The grace that makes us who we are so that we don't have to make ourselves. How exhausting is that effort to make ourselves when Jesus, who loves us, who knows us, says, I'll make you. I'll make you. Well, by the grace of God, we are who we are. Friends, that grace does not have to be ineffective in your life. Say yes to it with great simplicity and with great trust, as St. Paul did. Every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. Our future is in a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. St. Paul, pray for us.